Major League Soccer's Cup Final happens this weekend. The Seattle Sounders look for their third Cup Final trophy and a back-to-back championship win, while the Columbus crew look to win their second trophy, something they haven't done since 2008. Hello everyone, this is Reb Brad, and today on the From the Touchline podcast, I'm going to go back 10 years and reflect on some of the great memories that I had when I accompanied the Colorado Rapids, the team that I serve as chaplain, to Toronto, Canada for their cup final match in 2010 and their win against FC Dallas. We get started right after this. He's found the space and he's found the back of the net. Just a little off foot thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him into they have. He has the hat trick. The second in his career. The third of the night. The hat trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner. Goes towards the near post. And you're on the angle. And what a goal! What a goal! I actually have a lot of memories from 2010. It was a very special year, personally and professionally. My twin daughters were born in 2010. It was my first full year working at the church, which had hired me on staff as a care pastor. And it was, of course, the year when the Colorado Rapids, the major league soccer team that I've served for nearly 20 years as a volunteer chaplain, made their way to the MLS Cup final. Now, back then, the league hosted a neutral venue site for the championship match, and on a cold November evening, it was the Rapids winning a thrilling 2-1 match over FC Dallas in Toronto. Because 2020 is a 10-year anniversary, I thought today I would look back and share some of the memories that I had as a chaplain, some of the things that clearly stick out in my memory from that special time. For starters, I have to give kudos and a shout out to my wife. Literally, it was our first date night. And uh, since having the twin girls born in late July of that year, and there's my wife and I out in the cold, snowy confines of Dick's Sporting Goods Park, and we were at the Eastern Conference Final where the Rapids beat San Jose Earthquakes to advance to the final. She was certainly a trooper. Now, my post-game duties as chaplain usually mean later nights for me, and so my wife headed home after the game with friends, and I remained there to escort people in and around the building, offer encouragement, congrats to the athletes, the coaches, the families alike. And as the night wound down, I remember the team admin asking me into his office. Hey, I don't know for certain, he said, but the team may invite you to travel to the championship game. Make sure you have your passport. Well, this excited me to no end inside, and I remember getting home that night. The house was dark, my wife was resting on the couch, waiting for me to get home, and I I remember opening the door, a little bit of light caught her just laying there, and what is it, she asked as I came into the house. "Uh, What do you mean, I sheepishly said. I can hear that smile on your face. Well, the team might invite me to go to Toronto for the cup final. You should go. She said, without so much as a pause, I was blown away. Here was my wife with four kids in the house. Two of them were four months old, and she was essentially telling me I should go be away for nearly a week with the team if the opportunity was there. Now, if that doesn't qualify someone for sainthood, I don't know what else might. What was special to travel to Toronto and be part of things. I was especially honored that the head coach invited me to be part of the team contingent. Essentially, the team meals, the team schedule, those things would become mine over the course of time in Toronto. And I felt really humbled and, and really undeserving. I remember arriving at the hotel in Toronto, and the league had laid out all these gift bags filled with different mementos, hats, scarves, blankets, other items, many of which I still have to this day. I waited to go last because I, I didn't really want to like, 
get something in case it, it really wasn't for me. I wasn't really sure. So I, I kind of hesitated and sure enough, there was, there was enough to go around and, and I, I kind of held back a little bit as I watched all the athletes and coaches and staff go through and, and pick these things up. And then sure enough, there was something there for me. And, and I, I remember feeling that sort of reluctance or that hesitancy, like, is this, is this just a dream? But it was really nice for me to be there with the team and, and to be on their schedule though. I remember there was a, a group of players and, and we had really been traveling together the whole year long. We had done a number of team Bible studies and, and we had gone to the movies together. We had done some different things. And in fact, I had a lot of these guys over to my house for a fall festival meal and a pumpkin carving contest just a, just a few weeks prior to the championship match. So we were all pretty close. I remember we would go out and we toured a few of the Toronto landmarks together. And each day I actually arranged to have a special meeting time in my hotel room. And here I would share different stories with them from the Bible, or we'd pray together. We'd share some special memories, or I just had some different spaces to maybe counsel someone or share something with someone and encourage someone. Some guys were struggling with different things like an injury or uh, not being able to start and those different kinds of things. And so I was able to kind of have some space to, to meet with people. Well, and, and the guys loved to give me a hard time too. I, I remember when we'd have those little meetings in my, in my hotel room that they would come in and they'd jump on the bed and they'd mess up all the sheets and covers. And I think it was just one of the ways they were showing me love. They were just like little brothers. And, and I actually should have taken my chances to, to pound them a little bit, but I was afraid to hurt them before the championship game. Well, I remember we trained a couple times at BMO Field. Um, and I recall one of the last training sessions was particularly rough. One of the guys on the team had found out he wasn't starting, and, and so he started kicking and tackling guys in training session, and, and not in the best of ways. And I thought for sure, if training didn't end, someone was going to be going home with a broken leg. That night was MLS pregame cup final banquet, and the league awards were being handed out, the, the MVP, the golden boot, and sort of all those kinds of awards. And, and I remember that really the Rapids had, had no one being awarded anything or acknowledged for anything. And the two teams that were playing in the championship match were invited into this uh, sort of swank event, and uh, they, they had like a, a, a little meal for the teams before, and then they came into this sort of room where sort of like the high elites uh, around the league and, and around Toronto were in this room. And I remember as we walked into this grand banquet hall, a lot of the guys had their heads down. Uh, again, as I mentioned, there, there was no one on the team that was going to be acknowledged for any awards. There was rumblings going around, actually, that the league was kind of disappointed that these two teams, the Rapids and Dallas, had made it to the final because they were really hoping for big TV viewership numbers. And, and I know that guys were down, too, just about what had gone on in training uh, a few hours earlier, and a, a lot of the guys were low. I just remember seeing guys' guys' heads hang a little bit. Well, the manager came up to me just as the meal started to get underway. We were kind of all seated, and, and he goes, uh, uh, hey, Rev, would you say a word? Now, to be honest, I wasn't ready for that request. And he, he went on to say, he goes, I meant to ask you before we started, but take a minute or two and gather your thoughts if you need to. Yeah, I might need a minute or two, but this is one of those moments when, as a chaplain, you feel a little bit stuck. You know, there was a mix of staff, coaches, players, and and as a chaplain, I know not everyone around the table is Christian. In fact, a lot of them aren't. And while I had a fairly good rapport with the majority of people in the room, I also know that not everyone is a fan of the Rev, so to speak. Well, what do you say in moments like these anyways? Well, what do you say when the league is disappointed your team is there? 
when guys are upset that they're not starting the match. Other guys are upset that they aren't dressing for the game. Guys are uh, sad that maybe they're injured and, and they've lost the entire season. And you're having this fancy dinner the night before the match. You're not getting any awards or accolades or even an acknowledgement. In fact, I remember uh, opening up one of the game guides and they had gotten uh, the head coach's information wrong. They, they listed him as head coach of our rival team. It was pretty embarrassing, especially being a guy formerly in PR. Those are the kind of mistakes that, that are glaring and you kind of, you don't want to live with those. But I remember as I kind of collected myself and I started to look around a little bit and take some of these things in, I, I didn't know quite what to say, but I kind of felt like I was ready. And so a few minutes later, I looked down at the gaffer down at the end of the table and he nodded. And the hallway was mainly quiet. I think most guys were focused on eating and there were these small, quiet conversations being held. And so I tapped my fork against the glass, you know, kind of ting, ting, ting. And I remember being nervous as I'll get out. But um, I don't remember exactly what I said, but it went something like this. From the most ancient of times, I started, men would gather around a table like this on a night like this before the eve of battle, before the night of their greatest and most difficult test and trial. And they would break bread together and they would share a glass of wine and, and they would share stories and songs and laughter before facing the greatest fears together. So tonight, let's raise a glass and toast to our camaraderie, to our teammates, to our communion. Salute. Well, when something like that, I don't, I don't remember exactly the words, but sitting back down, I, I think I finally took a breath. I remember as I was kind of just collecting myself and collecting my thoughts, I, I looked up at this inscription on the wall and uh, there was this, this word, Duomo. And I didn't know what it was. And I was trying with my cell phone to kind of get reception and figure out well, what does Duomo mean? Um, I looked it up it, in Italian, it means cathedral. And I thought to myself, wow, well, certainly that was no Christian prayer I just said, but it was as close to a blessing as one might come uh, on a night and in a moment like this. And, and what, a, what a unique place that we're in. This, this isn't church, you know, what I'm kind of used to as a pastor, but as a chaplain, this comes as close to a church or a cathedral, I guess, as one might get outside of a stadium ground. Well, a few minutes went by and, and I think everyone around the table could feel it. There was this little change in the room. The volume raised. Laughter started to echo. Rookie, sing us a song. And one of the coaches stood up and he, he had a poem he had memorized and he had said during the preseason. So he rose to the occasion again and, and said this, uh, th- this great poem to, to a standing ovation from the rest of the, the guys around the table. Players did impressions. There was a Japanese player on the roster and he, he yelled out a samurai war cry that, that literally fired up everyone, even though we didn't know what he was saying. And there were joy and there were tears and laughter. And I think the special thing was that people remembered who they were, who they were, what they had done, them being teammates, them going to battle together and, and all arriving to this moment, to this point. It was really special to be part of it. Later, some of the Christian players came up to me, good word, Rev. They had understood my Last Supper and communion references. They had understood it and kind of claimed it to be their own. They, they got that this was as close to a, a team prayer as was going to happen at, on this occasion. To this day, one of the coaches, who's a friend of mine, still says 
he believes that night and the dinner and, and some of my words were some of the turning point for the group. Now, I don't know that, but I sure was blessed to be part of that special time. And I have a, a number of other special memories, many of which I'll hold on to and share maybe sometime later. But amongst some of those um, that I had during the match, one was being linked arm in arm with the non-rostered players. And, and it was the, the last few minutes. It was, we went into extra time, extra periods to, to kind of play out the game. And, and I remember just shouting and cheering. And I, I literally lost my voice in those final moments, just trying to, to push the team through to a win. And it just kind of felt like we were all together. And it was great fun to, to host the trophy. I've got some pictures. I'll, I'll probably throw one up on the podcast here. To have a gold medal placed around my neck and, and, and to jump and cheer in the post-match picture where appropriately there I am in the back. And I think every angle, every picture of my head is either turned or you can't really see me. So uh, I have fun uh, sh- showing and pointing out to people where, where actually I am. And, um, and a picture's fine, but, but being there is, is something special and something that will never change. Well, 2010 will always be a special memory, and that Rapids team will always have a special place in my heart. Not just because of winning the cup, though that has a lot to do with it, I'm sure. But I think because almost to, to many of them, athletes, the coaches, the staff, we, we really shared a close friendship. And there had been things that had gone on throughout the, the year that I think drew us together and you know, certainly going through difficulties together and, and then sharing a, a great moment like winning a, an MLS Cup final, uh, those things tend to bind you together to people. And I'll, I'll look back always fondly on those friendships, those relationships, and those people uh, that I got to serve, uh, especially during that time and that season. So, well, today as I, as I close, I, I want to close out the pod with a blessing and a prayer. And, and kind of, uh, I wrote this just in reflecting about the MLS Cup win, and, and thinking, too, about the guys that are going to be playing this weekend. Heavenly Father, you place a crown on my head, a ring on my finger, a medallion around my neck. None of it do I really deserve. On the heights of the mountain, I've often looked to myself. In the depths of the valley, I despair, and I blame you that you're not there. But you have been alongside me all along the way. Let me compete today with honor to your name. Let me rise today a victor in you. But if I should fall, let me praise you all the same. Amen. Well, this is Rev Brad coming to you from the Touchline.